Taking up a, a new topic, we're done with the theme of the minor prophets. Um, and as we consider a new topic, a handout coming uh, directly. Um, I think this is the most requested topic in my years as uh, in my years as a pastor. Um, we touched on it. Uh, in a very cursory way, uh, back in 2006. Uh, oh no, um, I touched on it in a cursory way at Parker's Lake Baptist Church in 2006. So not here. Um, but um, I want to take up a rather lengthy um, study of eschatology. And so that's mentioned there in the plans. I do plan for it to be a a longer study and not just an introductory uh, study, uh, but also given its length, we'll we'll take time to interrupt even with other themes um, when there are convenient breaking points. So if we get through uh, looking to the tribulation and studying that for a number of weeks, then we'll uh, potentially break and uh, do other other things and, and continue on in that way. But... Um, the other thing I was going to make mention in terms of uh, my plans for the study is I, I normally don't uh, do much lecturing and I'm going to do something uh, something close to that uh, every other week is what I'm planning. So we'll have uh, every other week be more of a discussion and interactive uh, kind of Sunday school and then the intermediate weeks uh, be something more along the lines of me telling you things and and uh, relaying information in that way. Um, I think as we think about this topic of the end times, um, our questions are frequently the same question that the disciples had. When will these things be, right? We, we are naturally curious about what we cannot know, but we realize that God knows. And since God knows, we have a firm foundation in looking to uh, some of what will happen in the future and know for sure some of those um, uh, bigger things that we are told of in the word of God, which will happen in the future. But I wanted to uh, begin with a number of questions uh, this morning. But before I do, I'll do like I not infrequently do, and uh, give you a book display list. So this is from oldest to youngest. Uh, These are some of the books I'm looking to compile information from as I'm going through the study. Um, Francis Turretin is um, uh, the oldest of these uh, authors that I'm looking to. And um, he was uh, rather very highly regarded Um, in the medieval era um, as uh, a a source for going to systematic theology. Um, So the first three books I'm sharing here with you are systematic theologies. Um, I'm I'm looking to other books other than just systematic theology, but the question that systematic theology asks is, on this topic, what does the Bible say? That's the question that systematic theologies investigate. So I'm going to be looking at the end time section, the eschatology section of these different systematic theologies, 
and pulling together information from them. Uh, the second systematic theology that I'll make mention of is uh, the dean, uh, what I would call the dean of Baptist theology, uh, John Gill. Um, he has done a tremendous work at the early outset of Baptist history in systematizing um, and thinking about systematic theology. So this is his uh, systematic theology, um, a body of doctrinal and practical divinity by John Gill. Um, And he lived in the later 1700s. Um, And then quite a bit more recently, um, I don't think he's still teaching. I think he's retired from teaching. But um, Robert Duncan Culver, um, what I like about this systematic theology, um, and none of these do I agree with everyone on everything, um, but what I like about this systematic theology is um, he does a very in-depth analysis. Um, you can't tell from, from, maybe you can't tell from where you're sitting, but the, the print isn't very big. So even though, and, and he doesn't have Christology here because he has another book on Christology. So this, this doesn't have Christology um, uh, uh, or Life of Christ. I forget which, um, but one of those he's, he doesn't uh, do uh, because he has another book about, on it. But what I like about this is not only is he uh, very detailed and uh, comprehensive, uh, but also uh, he has good pastoral inclinations. Um, even though his his uh, labor through life was as a professor, um, he uh, he does a good job of applying and thinking about the application of of the truths that he's looking to. So those are the three systematic theologies that I'm uh, looking forward to compile things from. And then uh, two books. Um, the uh, book by Daniel Lewis is Three Crucial Questions About the Last Days. Um, and this one here I have definite disagreements with, but uh, it's still a nice uh, summary and introduction to some important questions about the end times. And he does a good job of presenting the material, uh, even where uh, there's disagreements to be had. Um, and the last one, and probably the one that I would recommend for most of you, if you're wanting one book on at the end times, is Paul Benware and his Understanding End Times Prophecy, A Comprehensive Approach. It's something of a college-level um, study of the text, of the, the theme, the, the topic of eschatology. Uh, and what I really appreciate a lot about him is um, he's very much in uh, the strain of our uh, our uh, eschatological convictions. Um, he's he's done a good job, I think, of improving in places where Ryrie could be uh, could be improved um, and helped. And he taught at Moody, uh, Ben Ware did, and. Uh, it's really a nice, um, I want to use the word simple, but uh, introductory is a better word. Uh, nice introductory uh, book for, for uh, pre-tribulational, pre-millennial. Those are the convictions he has. Um, uh, good, good interaction with other positions and other thinking about uh, different 
eschatological convictions and and uh, beliefs. Um, but understanding end times prophecy by Paul Benmore. I'm going to be looking at some other books, but uh, probably less helpful to make mention of for you. Um, which leads us then to uh, some questions I thought to uh, get feedback from you. Um, so that word eschatology is not a, not a common word. And why use the word eschatology? Um, any of you use that word? Uh, 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 hopefully, some of you studying the scriptures you use that word. But otherwise, probably it doesn't come up a lot in uh, in day to day conversation. Maybe uh, talking to your neighbors. Um, what do you think of eschatology? Uh, so why use the word? Uh, why use the word eschatology? Yes. Because it is the most precise one word that describes what, in this case, we're studying without using multiple words to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever studied your word roots, either in mm-hmm. school or when you were teaching your kids, and then you studied your word roots, mm-hmm. you see that the combination of the root and the ending mm-hmm. tells you what you're studying with one word. Yes, yes. So... Um, the ology portion uh, you'll recognize from like Christology, uh, pneumatology, ecclesiology, bibliology, uh, and you can go down and down the list. Um, soteriology, the, the study of salvation. And the uh, root word is uh, logia, lagos, or study word. And so it's a word about um, eschatos, eschatology. Uh, the Greek word eschatos being the word for last or end. Um, and that word then uh, is a nice word because, as you say, it's succinct. Um, but also because the New Testament and Old Testament use the word last and use the word end, uh, the translation of, of the Greek word eschaton or eschatos. Um, they use those words in different ways at different times. Um, if, if you're talking about the end times, then you have to ask end of what? End of what? Uh, and at different times in the scripture... Uh, the word end and last are talking about the end times of different things. Uh, and so that is a helpful uh, diversity, which is reflected in the word and either, even the way that it's used in the biblical text. Um, so um, at times it's, it's talking about the end of, uh, of a person's life or the end of a nation, um, an end of nations generally. At times, other times it's talking more particularly about uh, all the things related to Christ's coming. Sometimes uh, things at the beginning of the end. Sometimes things at the end of the end. And so you have this this good diversity in terms of uh, this word eschatos, and even reflected in the English uh, than in the word eschatology. Um, the word eschatology is not a very old word. 
Um, so the Oxford English Dictionary is the source for uh, English, uh, any definition as to authority uh, in, in English. And uh, the, oldest, the oldest example that they came up with was 1844. So in the uh, big scheme of the English language, it's not a very old word. Um, it, uh, it gains a lot more traction uh, uh, later. Um, but it's still a very helpful word. We're thinking about uh, the final things, the end times, uh, end time events, um, things future which pertain to the end. Um, Any questions on the word eschatology? We'll uh, look to that more uh, in depth uh, in the coming week, especially as I introduce the topic of eschatology. Any questions at the outset? Uh, Otherwise question for you the blank is worthwhile why might it be worthwhile to study um, eschatology why might it be worthwhile to study eschatology I thought of several helpful answers in that vein so we're going to take some time to do that why might we see worth in that Mm-hmm. Read, study yes. God's authoritative record mm-hmm. in the book. Yes, very good. So when we go to the scriptures and we're encouraged to read, it's not just run our words, run our eyes over the words, run our eyes over the words, that's not the point, but rather to seek to understand, to seek to uh, gain uh, knowledge and input into our lives from what we understand. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen. Next. What's yeah? So I think one of the uh, worthwhile things is we as humans are intuitively, just intrinsically, um, interested in what is going to happen next. Right? Um, the news reporter interviews someone, and they say, uh, "So this and this and this happened." What do you think will happen? Who's going to be the next president? Uh, all kinds of things. We want to know what's going to happen next, right? Uh, so this is a really basic um, impulse uh, in in humanity. Uh, ben, you had something, or? Yes, yes. So. Um, I, I thought about having a show of hands, but I won't. I won't. I don't want anyone to feel embarrassed uh, saying no. But um, one thing that is helpful in terms of the worth of, of studying eschatology is better understanding um, other Christians and their positions, and better being able to explain and uh, teach our children or our grandchildren. Um, so how many of you know or think that you could do a reasonable, I'm not asking for a show of hands, uh, but do a reasonable job if Ivan or Meredith ask you, what is pre-tribulationalism? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you like that illustration. Um, but if they ask you, could you could you give them uh, what you think would be a, a worse uh, 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 a good summary of what pre-tribulationalism is uh, on their level? Uh, so I'm not thinking have a mastery of the subject, but be able to have an introductory uh, understanding the topic to be able to to share with others. Um, and there's worth in. Uh, thinking about who we are so we know how to live in our current circumstance. Um, thinking, thinking about... Um, uh, I, I think about this when I think about um, uh, how many of you know... Again, I'm not asking for a raise of hands, but how many of you know what post-millennialism is, right? But uh, easily, if you are on the Internet or if you're reading books about the end times, you'll easily come across authors who are post-millennial, and that will shape how they live. That will shape how they uh, are instructing others to live. Um, so uh, knowing, knowing these things is, is uh, helpful for interacting with other Christians. Yeah. There, I think there's also an issue... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. In the future, um, yeah. we often face our uncertainty in our lives because we don't know what the price of gasoline, for example, is going to yes. be several yes. months from now. And right. not that the, the scripture provides always that level of detail, but knowing how things end in broad strokes mm-hmm. provides a basis for, yeah. for hope and confidence. No, I, I wholly agree. Um, we would like to be able to interview the CEO executives of the oil companies and say, what's the price of gas going to be uh, five months from now? Uh, we would like to be able to do that. But when we go to the scriptures, we have a God who knows all things, past, present, and future, and who has revealed some of that which uh, is not just uh, helpful for us to know, but encouraging for us to know about the future. Um, and that's the next question. So just uh, just shifting slightly, how might it be encouraging to study eschatology? I think you use the word hope, gives us a hope. Um, other ways that we might be encouraged in the study of eschatology? Mm-hmm. You can't help but see God's sovereignty. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So God tells us to cast our cares upon him. We're, we're instructed to cast our cares upon him. Um, it is a great encouragement to know that the one that we cast our cares upon is the one who wholly knows, uh, down to the minutia, what what is everything that's going to happen in uh, the end, in our future, in the future of this world. Um, the, the sovereignty of God is a great hope and encouragement for us, a great foundation for, for our lives. Um, to that end, um, 
I jotted down Revelation 1, 12 through 18 as pointing to that sovereignty of God in in end time events. And uh, would someone be willing to read Revelation 1, 12 through 18? Ben. So who is it who is saying, do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. I have the keys of death and hell. Our Savior, our Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, He is the one who is sovereign. Uh, He is the one worth hoping in, worth trusting in. Good. Other other encouraging results of studying eschatology. Yes, Paul. understand the path that God has for us um, certainly it is a comfort it is a comfort uh, it, it, it is uh, not uh, th- this ties together with sovereignty right comfort and sovereignty uh, go hand in hand um, because God is sovereign over what will come we can find comfort in, in trusting him and looking to him. Good. Other, other encouragements in the study of eschatology? I'll have us turn then to a few different passages. So 1 John 2, verses 2 and 3. Someone want to read those verses for us? Speaking about uh, Jesus' 
I think I have the wrong passage. Uh. Yes, it is. Thank you, Alethea. Chapter 3. I have that written right, and I read it wrong. <laughs> joy, joy, joy. First um, John 3, 2 and 3. Anyone want to read? Go ahead. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. So everyone who has this hope purifies himself. Uh, who is the one, what, what is the this hope referring to? What hope? Just yeah. What, when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. His coming appearing. Um, everyone who has this hope purifies himself. Um, the, the, the study of um, end times uh, related events, the study of Christ's coming, um, these are encouragements to our purity, to our, our faithfulness in serving the Lord in, in pure ways. Um, what about uh, Titus 2 and verse 13? Someone else, uh, Titus 2 and verse 13. have some of the same kind of themes that you saw in 1 John 3 because he's talking about instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires to live sensibly, righteously, godly in the present age. Verse 13. Yeah. Looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. Um, what kind of hope is it? It's a blessed, glorious. Uh, it, it is uh, a, a hope that is given by God for our encouragement. To, to summarize that word blessed. Um, it is a blessed hope. So we're encouraged even by thinking about Christ coming. Last uh, section of verses Second uh, Peter three, Second Peter three, First um, Peter and Second Peter both speak of the end and that which will come in the end. But verse ten through the very first phrase of verse fifteen. First, Second Peter three, ten through fifteen a. So one, yes, take it away, Dan. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking forward and hasting to the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, according to his promise, Look for new heavens and new earth, 
wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him at peace without spot and blameless. And account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also according to the wisdom given unto him and hath of you. Very good. Um, being diligent to be found blameless in him, spotless and blameless. Um, looking to the themes of the day of the Lord and the earth being burned up, uh, looking for the coming day of the Lord, um, when the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat, verse 12. Uh, this is encouragement to our diligence. Um, might the study of eschatology uh, be to us a blessing, an encouragement in diligence and purity and hope, trusting in God's sovereignty, uh, all of all of these things. Uh, fourthly, fourth question there, what do all uh, Orthodox Christians believe about eschatology? What do all Orthodox Christians, and I'm not talking capital O, Eastern Orthodox or Russian Orthodox, uh, I'm talking about true Christians. Um, what do true Christians all believe in common about eschatology? I noted especially three big things that are obvious. I can't remember which creed it is, but it basically that he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Living and the dead, yes. Um, so it's the idea of coming judgment. Okay, so uh, God is coming again. Uh, Christ, our Savior, is coming again, to, to speak more precisely about the, the second person of the Trinity coming. Um, the, the second coming of our Lord, Christians in uh, all a variety of denominations and backgrounds look for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, they look to the hope of that coming. Um, anything else? Yes? I remember 40 years ago or so when one of the times I was in, at Rochester in the hospital mm-hmm. and the late great planet Earth came out. Okay. Everybody there had that book. You would look at Mm-hmm. sitting in this huge room waiting to be called and I would bet half of those people had that book so you know people want to know yes <laughs> even though yes. You know, if it's not exactly right that, it, it was a bestseller for years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right you know? lots of interest yeah you know yeah. but I, and I remember I had to go into the doctor and Noah was waiting there and he said he couldn't hardly count the people who came up to him and asked him about the book Wow, wow, interesting. So it's just amazing what something like mm-hmm. that would do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I forget the the publication date. Uh, do you remember when that was about? Well, it was, about, it was before Sam was born, so okay. it was probably in the late... Late 60s, early 70s, somewhere in there? It yeah. was in the 70s, I'm sure. Yeah, because, yeah. 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 Okay. He looked it up. Was nineteen seventy? Yep. 
Okay. Very good. Yep. Yeah. I just so. know what was, you know, when I was there, you know, because yeah. it was just funny because people kept coming up to me and asking me about the book. Right. Right. Yeah. And lots of people Which, were reading it too. So it was a really a bestseller mm-hmm. at the time. Yes. It, it may point to the fact that uh, regardless of your background in Christianity or, or Stripe, um, there's an understanding that God is sovereign over what will happen in the end. Uh, there's an understanding that God is going to bring uh, the conclusion of, of the world to the end that he has, uh, he has ordained. No? Any other beliefs in common that all Christians believed? I thought of two others. Yes. So even even apart from um, the particular language that you use just now, but there's an understanding that the kingdom is is coming. Yes, uh, that the kingdom has something uh, to do with the end of the age. And amillennialism. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But uh, belief belief in the the coming kingdom. Yes. Other foundational Christian beliefs in terms of ask. So I think uh, even the language that you used implies another. Um, uh, the Lord is coming to judge the living and the dead. Living and dead. What the resurrection? All Christians hold to the resurrection. Um, True, all true Christians hold to the resurrection. You you can't be a, a true Christian and not believe in the resurrection. Um, other other major religions hold to very different conceptions: reincarnation, uh, just turn into nothing, go back to dirt. Um, the the resurrection is foundational. To a Christian understanding of, of of the end times eschatology, good. And one other that I would definitely include relates to uh, heaven and hell. The eternality of blessing and judgment. Uh, the eternality of um, hell and its. Uh, being cast into the lake of fire, uh, thus being eternal condemnation and heaven and the blessing of uh, the hope of being with our Lord forever. Um, Those those two realities, um, all Orthodox Christians believe in those in those realities. Um, Last question. if you could ask a question about the end times and were sure to get a que- to get an answer, uh, what would you ask? 
If you could ask a question about the end times and we're sure to get an answer, what would you ask? So as we go forward in our study of eschatology, you can uh, you can help me uh, know what I should be uh, uh, looking at that you're curious at. Uh, but beyond that. What's the date? What's the date? Yes, yes. <laughs> 88 reasons why Christ is coming in 1988, right? <laughs> What's the date? <laughs> Totally wrong, but uh, we we still have yeah. The what's the date question? I promise you, I won't give an answer. <laughs> uh, but but if you could ask the Lord, then that'd be a nice right. If you could ask the Lord. So other questions, like if you were sure to get an answer that you would be interested in asking. I thought of one myself, but I had time to think about it. Maybe even what's the date that I'll die or what's the date that I'll be uh, taken to glory. Um, but uh, the date is certainly a, a big question. Who, who are we asking the question? Uh, someone who can answer. Yeah. <laughs> are we asking you or are we asking the Lord? <laughs> and, uh, I'm totally fine asking the Lord, asking whoever. Someone who can answer. Ultimately, the Lord is the only one who can answer all these things. But the, the question. Oh, go ahead, Paul. Uh, I think a lot of people wonder is the United States going to mention the prophecy? Okay, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> How does he. Right. Uh, I. I think we're rather we're rather ingrown in our focuses sometimes, right? Uh, what, what about the U.S.? Yeah. Other questions that you wish you could get answered? Yes. Oh, I love mine. I'm I'm going to be gone, and all my Bibles will be left behind. <laughs> uh, there, there's lots of testimony for the ones who would be looking. Um, some good and some not. Right, right. Wouldn't that be curious to know? All these people gone, and then. Uh, and then disbelievers, unbelievers, anti-God believers, uh, to use uh, uh, not not great language, but um, yes, there's an argument for just teaching it now. Mm-hmm. People right. 
Yes. If, if it happens in anybody's lifetime that's going yes. to Yes. Uh, they'll, they'll be like, oh, I heard this. They're hearing all these lies, most likely. Yes. I won't take a lot of time, but I'm reminded of Christ saying, um, uh, when the when the rich man wants to go back and talk to his brothers, they have the prophets. Um, they they didn't listen. They didn't. Um, but the thing that I thought of, uh, and and if somebody wants to jump in, you can. We still have a couple minutes. But um, just a curiosity question. Like we're so curious about what we don't know. Um, what will it actually be like to be in heaven? Like we we all, I think, have probably thought about that question at one time or another, um, or even I, a related question: How much could could we understand about what heaven is like, given how finite we are? Uh, that that was another question I thought. Um, I'd be curious. Anyone? Last one. If no one, I'll. Close of prayer. So, the Lord willing, the weeks ahead we'll be um, studying eschatology. If our Savior doesn't come before then, which would be glorious and blessed and a great rejoicing. Let us uh, look to our God. Our Lord, your plans are perfect, they are good. And they are trustworthy. I pray that we would rest in your care. Pray this in Christ's name. Amen.